views and opinions expressed by Edwin are Edwin and Edwin's only, all right? Not of his sponsors, employers, baby mama, anybody he went to school with, anybody he owe money to. With that being said, enjoy the video. Oh my goodness, what's going on everyone? Edwin Pagan here. Thanks for joining me on the Word on the Road podcast, your weekly technology care package. I am your host, Mr. Edwin Pagan. This is a weekly technology podcast that I do uh, where I take three articles from the internet, usually technology related. Uh, I give you my analysis. Uh, I break them down for you and then I send you on your way more informed and more aware of the things going on on the interwebs, man. With that being said, man, I appreciate everybody who's been listening to the podcast and who's listening to the podcast, man. I hope everyone's had a great uh, Labor Day weekend, man. Dude, did I drink coffee before this podcast? I feel like I'm talking too quickly. That was a complaint I recently got, man. Uh, my boss pulled me aside. He's like, hey, listen, buddy. So I, I was watching some of your training, and uh, you got to slow down, buddy. Did you drink all the coffee and most of the Adderall? You know what I mean? No. It, you know what it is? I've learned that um, I think that for me, like, um, like I took a, like a class on training, like like uh, like uh, corporate training. Uh, I got certified in corporate training, oddly enough. But with that being said, uh, it talks about how like people, it's like it's a it's a it's a nervous tick that people do where like their voice will like jump up, and then when they get comfortable, it gets normal. But that initial like like high pitched talk, it's like when you're getting nervous. So it's like, do do I get nervous when I do this podcast? Is that what it is? I don't know. But then again, at the same time, when you really really know something, you know what I'm saying? Like whether it's like the memorization of the script or like technology, you tend to talk a lot quicker because you kind of know it like off rip you're not really thinking about it it's like involuntarily um this is a weird intro right <laughs> um no but that being said man i appreciate everybody who does listen to the podcast man um uh, i I'm, I'm happy to be able to record today um i've had a little bit of technical issues this uh, this, uh, this this afternoon trying to get this podcast going but i'm always having issues and i'm always i'm always improving i'm always trying to do a better show for you guys um but outside of that man, i had a great labor day weekend um i went out to the fort pierce so i spent some time over there with the with the in-laws man it's a weird place bro when you come from the city and you go to the country which is like it's not like the country because it's Fort Pierce, Florida. If you're not familiar with it, look it up. But it's not like the country, bro. It's like a, it's it's very similar to like like imagine like a beach town and then like a bunch of rednecks. You know what I'm saying? Like and it's like everybody drives trucks, but then they, everybody drives boats. You know, you got you got 14 year olds who know how to dock a boat, how to how to how to put a boat in the back of a truck. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like what's that thing called? The hitch? They put the boat on the hitch. They're like 14 years old, know how to do that, bro. I barely know how to parallel park. I learned that shit when I was like 24. And you got people over there who can dock boats when they're like 13, bro. But um, no, it was good, man. It was it was good just spending time, disconnecting. I um, uh, did some weird stuff on Saturday as well. I went to the beach in the middle of the night. We went to the beach like at, it had to be like 11 o'clock at night, man. I, post, I posted some pictures on my Instagram about it. Um, but I uh, went to the beach and that was dope, dude, because like I had like, I've had always wanted to go to the beach in the middle of the night, stand in the middle of the ocean and just scream, take us. And me, my homegirl, my wife, we all went to the beach and we, it was dope. We got like, like we literally went in the middle of the ocean, started screaming fuck and a bunch of other things and like got home like at like one o'clock in the morning and uh, and that was all she wrote. But it was one of those things where it's like, yo, it's always nice to do something sporadic and it's always dope just to like get a different perspective on things. Cause I like, I always feel like there's a different world at night and I've always been a night owl for that reason. Cause like there's a, just a different life that comes to life at night. You know what I'm saying? Because there's not a lot of traffic. There's not a lot of sun and the way it feels, whatever. But I, I've always been like a nightlife kind of person. Even after like, especially when I started doing comedy. Because it's just like, there's the, the, first of all, I always said nothing good happens after 2 o'clock in the morning. So I never went out after 2. 
but it was always funny to see what happens at night. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, now we're back in full swing. Um, back at home, working on videos, working on uh, a couple other things. So look, look, look into that. All right, I'll be posting, keeping you guys posted on that, man. Um, with that being said, guys, let's go ahead and jump right in the article so I can get you guys out the way. Uh, so that being said, guys, if, as always, if you're watching on YouTube, the articles uh, we discussed today will be available in the description below. And if you're listening on like Spotify and on any of those major podcasting applications, uh, it will be in the description of the podcast, man. With that being said, guys, first article of the day is coming from the fine folks at TheVerge.com, which is the FTC is investigating into it over file free tax returns, all right? Free file tax returns, man. Now, I think we've all been there, right? Especially when you're young, bro. You get that W-2 tax form, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and you, Or your W-2, whatever, the, your, your tax forms, right? And you file your taxes and you get that big check. And when you go to file it, you might use like a free software that says it's free. And then you go to use it and what happens? It says it's $40, some type of fee. And this is pretty much what's going on with this investigation with the FTC. Now, what was really interesting to see is that the FTC and Intuit had a specific uh, agreement in place. Um, actually, it was the IRS. Um and basically, it, 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 it took place or what the exchange or not the exchange, but the agreement the IRS had was that the IRS would not develop a competing product um, uh, to allow people to uh, file taxes just as long as TurboTax offered a free version. So the IRS said, listen, we're going to do the, our tax thing. You guys develop the software. And as long as you offer a free version to consumers, we will not compete with you. Fair enough. But what the suit is kind of stating is that the IRS, or not the IRS, but Intuit, really went out of its way to make sure that people could not get the free version. And this is very true. Um, they said that uh, analysis of the code found that uh, that the, the developers themselves were actually making the website so it was a lot more difficult to find the free version, which basically is kind of like targeting people in a sense and kind of taking advantage of people. Because like at the end of the day, there's people out there who have a simple tax return. It's a simple tax return yet they're spending 80 plus dollars to file it. Um, and that's not right. And so um, that's kind of what the FTC is investigating. Now, now, in my opinion, in this whole situation is that like, it's true. And it's one of those things that like, I have a certain type of hate for people who, um, who have predatory financing and predatory, uh, um, like predatory ways of like, kind of targeting people who they know aren't going to read the fine print and you know you saw that here in florida with like payday cash advances where you know they were issuing K, uh, cash advances that were like at 35 45 percent interest rates uh car loans on used cars that were like 56 percent and those kind of things irritate me and i feel like this is something that uh turbo tax was really doing to people because it's saying hey if you're going to offer people a free version if you're going to sit there and say hey we're going to give you a free version it better be free you know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be, I have to dig through the entire website, you know, type in some crazy code, hire the kid next door who's a hacker to find the free version or watch a YouTube video. It should be really straightforward. It should be the type of thing where if it's under $30,000 you made that year, it should automatically be free. And so the FTC is investigating that. And it's something that I, I honestly think it's going to lead to it being a lawsuit and uh, and uh, the fine folks at Intuit getting into some trouble, man. So check that article out, guys. It's coming from the fine folks at TheVerge.com. All right, cool, man. So the next article of the day is coming from the fine folks at the Washington Post, uh, which is basically Facebook tries to head off election turmoil 
angering both Trump and Democrats, man. So this is a really interesting article because Facebook on Thursday uh, announced a sweeping election initiative uh, imposing rules on campaign advertising, disinformation, and voter suppression. Uh, and more notably, uh, Facebook said it will now prohibit new political ads in the seven days before the election, although ads placed earlier can continue running, man. So Facebook is saying, you know what? We went through way too much bullshit, and part of my language, what way too much bullshit in 2016, what people saying that we rigged the election and that we caused Donald Trump to get elected. So what Facebook is saying is like, you know what? We know Donald Trump's gonna win, and this is not me getting political, but it's kind of the fact that Donald Trump is gonna be the next president, right? That's just the fact of the matter. And Facebook is saying, you know what? We don't wanna be the ones that people blame for why he won, you know what I'm saying? So we're saying, what they're saying is that we're getting all our chips out and saying no more advertising seven days prior to the election. If anybody wants to get influenced, they're gonna have to do it somewhere else. And so um, obviously both uh, you know, uh, both Democrats and Republicans are going to be upset about this because they, they're relying heavily on this type of advertising in order to, you know, in hopes to churn people and in hopes to, you know, get their candidate, get, uh, help their candidate get elected. Now, my, my, my whole, my whole thought on this, bro, you know what I'm saying? My whole thought on this is this, my whole thought on this is this. I think that it's gonna be very, very hard. Like, I feel like most people, you're either a Trump supporter or like you're either Republican or you're Democrat. And it's gonna take a lot to get someone to switch from Democrat to Republican, right? It's gonna take more than just brainwashing, you know what I'm saying? And so to me, I think that Facebook knows this and they could easily say, hell no, let's collect as much money as possible but it's doesn't it's not worth the risk that's going to come with them being you know blamed for convincing people to vote for Trump so they're pulling their cards but i think it's silly that we we think that you know that that the democrats and the republicans think that hey you know uh 7 days of advertising that we that's not available to us is going to cost us the election it's not i think you won people over 3 months ago 4 months ago 5 months ago 6 months ago i think people are either going to vote red or blue it's it's, it's it takes a lot to change people's opinions in my opinion, but um, I think it's dope that Facebook is getting in front of this instead of, you know, saying, hey, you know, we're not trying to be on Capitol Hill this time next year talking about, well, we don't know if Russia did anything. No, we pulled it. But um, misinformation is a huge issue as well. And I think that with misinformation holding both the red side and the blue side, Democrats and Republicans accountable for misinformation, uh, I think kind of speaks to how neutral Facebook is trying to be. They're not taking preference with Democratic parties or Republican parties. They're saying, we're not going to tolerate any of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's really unprecedented what Facebook is doing. I think it's um, a step in the in the right direction because at the end of the day, Facebook wants people to be connected and people to have the right to, you know, to freedom of speech, to express themselves, to have any political view, religious view, etc. And they can't take preference. Even if you don't agree with one side, Facebook can't take preference. And I think that's what makes them a great platform. It's what's going to make them a platform that's going to last for a really, really long time because they really do believe in open internet and they really believe in open communication, man. So make sure to check out that article from uh, Washington Post, man. Uh, I know I, I, I hate talking politics, but I think it's a very interesting article, say the least, man. So uh, that being said, guys, last but not least, last article of the day is, oh my God, I can't see over my screen. Last article of the day is coming from the New York Times, which is student charged in cyber attacks in Miami-Dade high schools. Now, first of all, first of all, I want to say, 
Homeboy was 16 years old, and this is on the New York Times. He made the New York Times at 16 years old. That's a hacker. God damn, bro. That being said, man, uh, virtual classes in the fourth largest school district in the United States were choked up by glitches this week after a 16-year-old junior admitted to a cyber attack, man. So basically, uh, on Monday, the first day of public school in Miami-Dade County, students logged into the virtual classrooms and immediately encountered glitches. The computer network for the district uh, of the fourth largest school in the United States seemed to be overwhelmed with traffics. And uh, students were not able to uh, get onto the system. And the difficulties lasted for days. Um, and then pretty much to sum up the story, it was traced back to a 16-year-old boy. And basically what he did is what we like to call in the industry is, uh, what we like to call in the cybersecurity industry is a DDoS attack, which is a distributed denial of service attack. Now, um, from what I was told, I'm not going to mention the program the kid used because I don't want to have copycats. But basically what a denial of service attack is, it's, it's the modern day equivalent right of taking someone's phone number posting it on craigslist and saying hey uh free drugs you know what i'm saying and everybody starts calling that number right so you overload a phone number with calls and that's in essence what this kid did but imagine if that phone number was a school's network and so the school's network was bombarded with traffic that prevented other students from logging in and it was clogging up the network uh which in turn brought down the network and what the police talk about in this article um is that you know the attacks would stop after three o'clock they'd start in the after they start in the morning right and they would go down at three o'clock in the morning so uh it's almost like imagine when like your favorite website everyone's trying to visit it and the website goes down that's in essence what this kid did to his school's network and then it wasn't a very sophisticated network uh, or sophisticated attack per se, right? Um, and that's one of the things that security researchers are saying. It's like, hey, how the hell was a school unable to prevent this from happening, right? Um, because at the end of the day, it's a distributed denial of service attack, right? The school should have been easily able to block those IP addresses, uh, mitigate it, hey, say, hey, there's a spike in traffic and detect the attack within a couple within a couple hours. It shouldn't have taken three days, you know what I'm saying? And so a lot of cybersecurity experts are saying, hey, what the hell is the school district doing? You know, who's managing their network, et cetera. And it kind of speaks to the vulnerability of the network, right? And so this kid is a 16-year-old. Um, I don't know how sophisticated of a hacker he is. I can tell you that DDoS attacks, um, they kind of sit up there with what we like to call, um, you know, kitty scripting, which is like, the you know, you found a program on the internet and you're like, I want to be a hacker, point and click hacking, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, you know, getting your feet wet, but when you do this type of attack, um, you have a huge issue at hand. And like this kid is in a lot of trouble. I'm not sure what the charges were. I think they charged him with a couple of things here. Uh, I know all of them have to be felonies. Um, the senior at Miami, uh, the 17 year old uh, in Miami started logging the platform and school started and uh, really logging half the time. Okay, no, 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 no. Where does it talk about what he got charged with? Um, it doesn't necessarily, I think he got charged with like three felonies, man. But with that, with that being said, man, this kind of speaks to the vulnerability of the school's network. Um, and like, you know, the fact that were they, why weren't they prepared for this? But at the same time, they don't have a lot of remote users accessing their network. And that's a simple fact, right? Like up until this time last year or up until like, you know, COVID schools were all in session. They didn't, weren't distributing all these apps. And so these schools have to adapt uh, to this new type of environment. And that means a lot more equipment because just because the students aren't on premise doesn't mean they don't need the equipment to be able to manage that type of traffic and that type of load. Um, you know, another thing that we've been seeing in the security world, because I'm putting my security hat out on right now and kind of giving you my take on it. But another thing we've been seeing in the security world now is that like, because everyone's gone home to work remotely, cyber attacks are up because 
people aren't as on guard. They're expecting people to call in saying, hey, my network isn't working. They're expecting people to call in and say, hey, you know, um, you know, uh, can you reset my password? And to be difficult, and a lot of these admins can, you know, say, you know what, here, take a password. It's something that happened at Twitter and how Twitter, um, those Trump and uh, all those high profile accounts got hacked. That's how one of the reasons they got hacked is because everybody who was tech support was working remotely and they were able to social engineer these remote workers to get information off of them. So this kid, obviously, he's going to be in a lot of trouble. I think at the end of the day, um, these charges will be dropped. I think I don't I highly doubt they're going to prosecute this kid. They'll probably do like a court diversion program. Lucky for him, he's a 16 year old kid. So he'll be charged as a juvenile. Right. And so he didn't like, you know, um, he didn't completely take down the network. He didn't um, cause any damage to the network per se. Um, he didn't, you know, change his grades. He didn't, um, you know, delete files. So at the end of the day, I think they brought up a lot of charges because they don't really understand what's going on. But a lot of those charges are going to get dismissed. Um, and he'll probably end up doing like fucking community service or whatever. Um, but let that be a note, guys. You will get caught, especially when you download these programs off the internet and try to, com you know, commit your own little hacks and stuff like that. But Woo! Damn, we got this podcast done in 16 minutes, homie. All right, I like it. Uh, 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 what else do I want to add? That's it, man. Guys, make sure to check out these articles in detail. I do a terrible job of explaining them, but, but uh, they're available in the description below, man. I want to thank everybody who's taking the time to listen to the podcast. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe. Leave your comments below, guys. And until next time, guys, my name is Edwin Pagan. I appreciate y'all listening. Thanks for listening to the Word on the Road podcast. Take care. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Peace. Max, what are you doing? Watching my dad's channel. You're watching your dad's YouTube channel?